from America. We're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Hello and welcome to Live from America, everybody. This is, oh, let's see, the first day of October. We have made it through. Ladies and gentlemen, we've made it through, and tonight I'll be giving you the Dumb Dumb Award of the entire month for the month of September. However, we are in October. This is approaching my favorite time of the year, and uh, I hope um, I hope you guys are all doing well. I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. Please, ladies and gentlemen, use this time to share until your little fingernails bleed. Share, 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 share. Get this video out there. Get everybody to see it. I have a lot to go through today. Not that I'm going to cut it short. We know the daytime shows. I can cut them. I can go as long as I need to in order to get the stories out. Of course, the evening shows are are usually reserved for the taping um, to go on Real America's Voice News at night. And if I could ask a a favor of you guys outside of the sharing, if you guys could all do me the favor of... um, Oh, um, turning on, whether it be on your app or whether it be on your TV, if you want to rewatch the show on Real America's Voice News, or whether you just want it on your app, um, tune in that we want to show them that we got a huge audience. And, and of course, they, they've always wanted the Live from America audience, but the Live from America audience is reserved for 11 and 5 and will never, ever, ever change that model because I like that model. We're used to that model and it works for all of us. So uh, we, we definitely want to, um, to grace... Uh, Real America's Voice News with our presence in the evening time too. So if you want to rewatch it, please do so. If somebody in your family has not watched it, uh, wait until the evening and let them watch on Real America's Voice News. I also have new tour bus updates. Now I know a lot of you. Thank you very much. Uh, Gone Gone's Wild eighty says you look great today, Jeremy. Blue is a great color on you. I always thought it made me look like the blue M M&M and M because I'm kind of fat, um, but. <laughs> You know, thank you very much, though. I do appreciate that. And Lisa Nakwin says the same thing. Blue is your color. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, If I was a Democrat, I would uh, wear blue all the time. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, red is not my color, and I'd rather wear red. Um, I'd like to give you some tour bus updates. I know a lot of you have been wanting me to um, to push to get the tour to come out west. And there was a lot of swing states that we wanted to work, and there was a lot of stuff on the east coast that we wanted to do. I understand that Arizona is a swing state, and there's a lot going on out there. It's just, it's very, for one, it's very hard to make sure that everybody, the, the whole production crew, myself, Dave Bray USA, Ben Berkwin, Amanda Head, and, 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 and everybody else, it's hard to make sure that we all have a time frame in which we can go out together. Um, we've already had to push back a couple dates because of that. Um, and then on top of that, getting the scheduling of the bus and Danny Hamilton to drive that bus. And if we got to go all the way out west, there's a lot more costs associated with it, a lot more fuel, a lot more days on the road. So it's, it's, it's not that we don't want to come out west. We definitely are. It's just that we had a lot of, of swing state fighting to do east of the Mississippi, and that's what we've been focusing on. Um, However, I do have some good news that we will be coming out west for the winter. So a majority of our winter tour dates will definitely, actually end of, you know, mid to end of fall going through winter will be out west, okay? Just so you guys know that. But the next tour date 
bus door, tour dates will be and and please write these down keep these close to you and put them in your phone take the time off now if you need to but they're going to be evening shows i pushed for evening shows because i wanted people to be able to make this without taking off work um so on october 11th we will be which is a monday we will be in st louis missouri the location is to be to be determined yet uh, but we will be in St. Louis, Missouri on October 11th, 2021, which is a Monday. The show will be from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time. So if you're in the Midwest, it will be 5 to 7 your time. Uh, then from there, we're going to Richmond, Virginia. And the reason why we're going from Missouri all the way back to Richmond, Virginia, is because we're joining up with Steve Bannon, John Fredericks, uh, Amanda Chase, and many, many others to really uh, to fight for Virginia. Virginia's got a big fight ahead of it right now, and uh, we got to make sure that our presence is there. But there was already an event going on there with John Fredericks, with Steve Bannon, and we're going to be joining that. And since we're already going to be in Virginia on the 14th, we will be doing Virginia Beach. Okay, all of these places, all of these locations are still to be determined exactly what venue it's going to be at, except for the Richmond, Virginia one. We know where that's going to be. And I will tell you more and more about that as the days come. But again, just so you have it, we have the October 11th, which is a Monday in St. Louis. We have uh, Tuesday, the, t- uh, the, uh, the 12th, we will be in Richmond, Virginia. And then, of course, on the 14th, we'll be in Virginia Beach. Um, I can't tell you exactly where the next one is going after that. But like I said, end of fall and all through winter, we'll be spending all of our time um, west of the Mississippi because there's a lot of states out there that really uh, they could really use us to come out there and a lot of people we need to meet. Um, yes, we will be coming to California at some time. Somebody said, do you dare come to California? Yes, we will. Now, here's the great thing about traveling from Missouri to Virginia is that we will be stopping, coordinating stops um, in Ohio and just all the way across. We'll be coordinating some stops so that we can meet people and that we can meet at a big diner and have a big, huge uh, lunch. We did that in uh, Texas, in Victoria, Texas. Turned out being great. We had like 30 people show up. And if, if, if we can just, uh, if we can just do that every state we stop through, then we can utilize, we can definitely, um, utilize the bus in a better way. And, and, and if we're not going to be in your state, at least we could stop and, and meet you. Um, we could really use you here in Washington state, Jeremy, sometime, Jeremy, come to corrupt Arizona. We will be, we will be, and we will be coming back to Texas too. Like I said, we're going to finish up this last, I believe this may be the last east coast one that we're doing and if it's not we're going to be doing one more and then we're going west just to give you guys a time frame okay and i would like to also thank the following folks for your monthly donations kim uh kim barnett dave kaiser thank you very much for your uh uh, donation through the mail dave patty smith julie mason john wolf and steve Derry. thank you guys all very, very much for donating to, to Live from America. As the show grows, the expenses grow, and I am not worried about where they're going to come from at all because God provides. We took this leap of faith, and look how far we've come now. Jeremy, Missouri and Virginia is not west. I didn't say it was. I didn't say it was. I said we will be coming west after Missouri and Virginia. Then we'll be coming west. hope that makes sense to everybody. Um... 
Let's get right to the verse of the day, folks, because i got a lot of uh, news to go through today, and I know a lot of you can't stay after the hour, uh, so I want to get as much in as I can. Uh, the verse of the day today was titled, How Powerful is Courage? Now, you hear us say all the time, courage is contagious, correct? Well, there's a reason that we say that. And, and I want to ask you, how powerful do you think courage really is? If you do not receive this newsletter, please go to JeremyHarrell.com, sign up for the newsletter. Also, make sure you read the scrolling text below. There's great information in there for you as well. Verse of the day from 1 Corinthians 16, 13, and 14. Again, 1 Corinthians, if you have your Bibles, 16, 13, and 14. Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous, be strong, do everything in love. Very precise and to the point. Don't you just love the way God speaks to you through Scripture? What a great daily reminder, huh? The most powerful statement in this verse is, be courageous. Think about it. Imagine the courage it took for Jesus to flip over tables Oppose the Pharisees publicly. Allow himself to be caught and then ultimately tortured. Imagine the courage it took for Moses to make that journey back to Egypt as an already old man. Back to where he ultimately committed murder by helping his fellow man. Imagine the courage it took for Noah to build that ark, knowing what was about to happen. Imagine the courage it took for Paul to go to Rome and preach the gospel in a place where they already had their own gods. Courage is so contagious, folks, that big tech and the mainstream fake news media have to do their best to silence everyone who dares to speak out. Because once that courage is on display, folks, courage spreads like wildfire. Enough courage can happen in 20 seconds that can change your whole life and possibly the entire world. Think about that. You can just muster up enough courage, it could take 20 seconds to put that courage on display, it could change your entire life, the people's lives around you, and in some cases, the entire world. That phone call that you've been avoiding, that text message that you've been neglecting, that hard conversation that you've been hiding from, that major decision that you've been wrestling with, not knowing which way to choose. You know the answer, though. You already know the answer. You can feel it in the depths of your soul. You know what that is? That's God talking to you. The Holy Spirit is constantly guiding you. It's up to you to listen. Be courageous today. Change your life. Change the life of someone else. If 10,000 of us all of a sudden just became courageous all at once then the world would feel it. It would feel that ripple. And where do you get this courage? Where else? The B-I-B-L-E, the basic instructions before leaving earth. The most, uh, the, the, the highest, uh, the, the most sold book of all time. Best-selling book of all time. The Bible. So open your Bible and get courage today. In Jesus' name, amen. Courage is so, so contagious, folks. And the big people like the... This uh, fake news was indeed fake news. They want to keep you away from having courage. They want you to be spineless, little put-your-tail-between-your-legs uh, puppies and just run away. 
Whoa, we ain't having it here, folks. We ain't having it here. Please share the video. Let's remove our hats and let's all say the Lord's Prayer together. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. <clears throat> and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And I'd like to please ask to say prayers for Phyllis, who is in the hospital. She can hardly talk and her legs are numb and she cannot stand by herself. Lord, please protect Phyllis, Lord. Please be with her. Please be a crutch for her to lean on and an armor for her to put on. Amen. Woo! God works in mysterious ways, doesn't he, folks? Look where we've become look what we've become. You know what I'm saying? Look what we've become. And, I, and I, I put this in one of the, um, the newsletters the other day. I said, in 10 months, in 10 months. Now, I know I've been doing Live from America for a long time. Even before a lot of you were watching. Even before the Backyard Rants, I had a makeshift setup that I, inter that I was interviewing people way back in 2016. Like the Marjorie Taylor Greens and the Ben Berkums and the Will Smiths. Or the Will Smith, the Will Johnson. That's how we all became friends. So Live from America has been going on for a long time, but, look, but for the gist of what we're doing here, let's see what happened in 10 months. Backyard, backyard to basement, basement to this beautiful little studio here, and this little beautiful studio here to the new studio, which I'll be taking pictures of today of the construction that's going on and posting them on Instagram, Getter, and Telegram. So make sure you follow me on one of those platforms if you want to watch the studio come to life. That's one thing I did not do with this studio for you. I will be doing it with the next studio. And to show you how God blesses with overflowing cups of just amazing miracles and blessings, this room here that I'm in here is probably about, I don't know, I'd say 12 by 14 that I'm in here. And we had to do some work here before we got in too. The studio that I'm going... And by the way, this is entirely too small. Especially for all the gifts you guys send. By the way, the address is below. This is entirely too small. The new studio that we're going to, just the studio that I'm in alone, just the studio part, is the same size as this. The rest of the building, where we'll be you know, being able to do all of the merchandise, the apparel and everything else, and, and having a, a, a couple workstations to sit there and answer emails and, and respond to social media stuff a lot faster, is about five times the size of this room. That's how God works. That's how bad he wants life from America to continue to go, folks. All right, let's get to the first and foremost section. Are you ready? Are you sure you're ready? Are you sure you're ready? Because I'm ready. I titled today's show Hoaxes and Setups because that's what we've been going through in this country for who knows how many decades. How long has the FBI been corrupt? How long has the CIA and the rest of the alphabet agencies been corrupt. How long have these politicians who have stayed in power longer than kings and queens of the old days, how corrupt are they really? How much is real that we've actually been allowed to see? How much of your freedom is actual freedom? Or is it the illusion of freedom? The greatest thing about Donald Trump's presidency is he allowed us to see 
Ladies and gentlemen, he has allowed us to see all of the corruption for what it is. He has pulled back that curtain. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, said the deep state. Then Donald Trump came in and said, I think I'm going to pull the curtain. Okay, I think I'm pulling the curtain. I'm pulling the curtain faster than anybody's ever seen a curtain being pulled before. Watch this. Boom. There you are. Fake news. I don't want fake news. Okay? And he showed us who was all in on it. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is our job to expose all of it and bring the truth to the American people because the majority of the American people don't even understand what happened on January 6th. I promised you yesterday we were, gonna go, we were going to get into it, and we're going to do that right now. Please, ladies and gentlemen, I'm counting on you to get these numbers back up over 5,000 for me, okay? Counting on you. Here we go. Hoaxes and setups. That's what we are seeing more and more of these days. Thanks to technology and courage that Donald Trump displayed when he came into office, we can expose all of this stuff to the American people. COVID-19, the 2020 election, and... The January 6th setup by the Federal Bureau of Investigations. And we also know, we also know that the uh, failed kidnapping attempt of, of Governor Gretchen Whitmer was also completely orchestrated by the FBI. And the, the uh, majority of the people that were involved in that were FBI agents. Over 60% of the people that were involved in that little failed plot to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer, which, by the way, if anybody was ever successful at kidnapping Gretchen Whitless, they'd probably bring her back and drop her off after the first half an hour anyway. Probably bring her back after the first half an hour and drop her off anyway. Okay? But 60% of the people that were involved in that were FBI agents. The majority of the plot to kidnap her were FBI agents. I don't know where you come from, but where I come from, ladies and gentlemen, you can't do that kind of stuff. You can't entrap people. You can't literally create an environment, pull people into that environment that you think are radical, bring them into your plan, and then bust them for coming into your plan. That is entrapment at the highest level. And they're targeting Trump supporters. They're targeting Oath Keepers, Three percenters, Trump supporters, anybody of that conservative, traditional American mind. They want you off the streets. Why do you think these people have been stuck in D.C. for so long? But folks, Darren Beatty from Revolver News has been on top of this like flies on manure for months. And nobody has done more to expose the FBI's involvement in January 6th and in other things than Darren Beatty. So I want to give a big shout-out to Revolver News. I want to give a big shout-out to all the reporters, and I want to give a special shout-out to Mr. Darren Beatty for the work that he's done on this. Because of the work that Darren Beatty has done on this, we now know, and especially because Tucker Carlson and had uh, Darren Beatty went on Tucker Carlson's show, talked about this, and the New York Times of all filthy garbage pieces of trash newspaper outlets actually validated this the very first people that went through the doors of january 6th of the capitol building were none other than fbi agents and capital city police at least one fbi agent at least one was one of the first people into the capitol building uh, also, Capitol Police were also disguised as Trump supporters to infiltrate these white supremacy, white nationalist terrorists like the Oath Keepers. 
like the three percenters and like the proud boys oh yes ladies and gentlemen we got to infiltrate them we got to infiltrate them so what better way to do that than to get everybody that you can involved pretend like you're trump supporters literally lead the charge to go inside the capitol building and what prompted it was ironically enough capital city police shooting smoke grenades uh, flash bomb flash grenades smoke grenades and all that into the crowd to really rile the crowd up and then once the crowd was in a frenzy ladies and gentlemen and i know my friends over at the fbi are not going to like this story but once the crowd was in a frenzy that is when you started seeing the video footage of the capital city police and metro police pulling the gates open holding the doors open giving people of tour on your right side you'll see nancy pelosi's office on your left side you'll see aoc hiding behind a door not really because she wasn't even in the same building however ladies and gentlemen we're breaking it down piece by piece why do you think that punch drunk pelosi stretch face armstrong over here why do you think she doesn't want to release the footage why do you think she doesn't want to release in, in any information why do you think but there's a good thing called the freedom of information act and there's great courage courageous lawyers out there and great courageous detectives out there like darren Beatty, who's doing just that who's doing just that so we now know that the the very first person that was that broke through that main door that went through that main door was an FBI informant. The New York Times has validated that, and Capital City Police. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to play you a little bit of a video here. Hold on, let me bring it up. And this is Darren Beatty um, being interviewed about this. And I think the best thing about this entire interview is what the guy who's interviewing uh, Darren Beatty is what he says when he says, look, it doesn't really matter what damage they did or what damage they didn't do. What, what we really need to focus on here is they had knowledge of everything that was happening. They perpetrated everything that happened, but more importantly, ladies and gentlemen, they had knowledge of what was going on. So if they had knowledge of what was going on and let it happen and forced it to happen, fueled the fire to happen, then it wasn't Trump supporters. And they did all this just so they could get more power to try to take down President Trump. What a bunch of scumbags. Let me play. This isn't coming in in any order anyway. I'm just playing you some of the some of the uh, clips that I was watching. So check this out. We're like eight months into it, for one. And secondly, what we see is actually the reverse of this. What we see more than anything in how these cases are prosecuted is a reverse RICO structure, whereby instead of going after the little fish to build a case against the big fish, what they've done is they've thrown all the minnows in prison. In many cases, they've thrown them in prison under harsh conditions. They put minnows in prison for insignificant infractions related to 1-6, and you have the big fish still swimming free. Now, to really address this point, we have to get specific. And now we come to the follow-up piece that I alluded okay, so to hold, hold, hold on one second, because I, I, I want to ask you, um, uh, before we get to that one other question about that initial phase, you know, regardless of that debate that happened at the time, and for me, you didn't purport to prove definitively that there was federal involvement. You were pointing to strong evidence raising the serious possibility that there was whatever else is true as i said earlier you have been vindicated at least to some extent by publication of this new york times report that whether it was a whitewash or not which we'll get to 
does nonetheless say that the federal government's knowledge in real time of what was happening on January 6th was much greater than anyone previously knew, unless you had been reading Revolver right. News or watching the Tuck Carlson show, because right. of the fact that they were actually talking to somebody who was working with them who was at the event and participating to some extent in it. So before we get to that Times article, that article, that first one we've been discussing, was not the first bit of reporting you've done. You've done more of your investigation. What is it that it revealed? What new evidence did it uncover to suggest that there was a role on the part of the FBI and other federal agencies in what happened on January 6th? So, yeah. So I wanted to address the follow-up piece, which, again, as I mentioned, the first piece kind of sets up the argument and um, uh, shifts the narrative focus. And that's really, I think, what what really generated the outrage is not so much this idea that we're claiming that we proved something that we didn't, but what we did do is we shifted the um, the conversation. We shifted the narrative as to what matters in terms of interpreting and getting to the bottom of January 6th, and we shifted it to precisely that one point that the regime and the authorities and the national security state does not want that to be the narrative. They would have much preferred the kind of the stupid narratives that uh, had existed before. Also on the right, this idea that, oh, it's, you know, Antifa infiltrators and stuff like that. Once it gets into, okay, what's the extent of the Fed's involvement, then it really touches uh, some sensitive spots. So that was well. That's 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 exactly what it does. It touches sensitive spots because just like you've been seeing all over, people have been posting the FBI can't solve any crime that they didn't create themselves, which they can't. It's pretty bad when you got to get do uh, dog the bounty hunter from Hawaii to fly over here to actually find this kid that killed this girl, supposedly, allegedly. Who knows? Who knows if that's even real, folks? Who knows if that wasn't just a false flag? Long story short, uh, Darren Beatty's been doing great. Glenn, uh, Glenn Greenwald, good job for having Darren Beatty on there. And, of course, Tucker Carlson also had him on there. Um, so I want to pull up that... I want to pull up that... Uh, <clears throat> pull up that clip of Tucker Carlson. And, and, and this was actually a really, really good interview. And Tucker... It's funny because these people that work for these large news organizations, it seems like they don't know anything. It's, we've been working, we've been pounding this home for months, and all of a sudden, just now, the mainstream media starts talking about it. And I don't have anything against Tucker, but it just goes to show you how really out of touch the mainstream media is anymore. They're dead. That's why alternative media, conservative media, and, and individual media is taking over, and they can't stand that. We'll be talking about that on tonight's show, by the way. But here's a little clip from Tucker Carlson and Darren Beatty um, discussing the FBI's involvement in the January 6th protest. Well, speaking of the FBI, the New York Times has just published a report vindicating what we said months ago. FBI operatives were deeply involved in the events of January 6th, the white supremacist QAnon insurrection, remember? Citing, quote, confidential records, the newspaper reported that, quote, the records suggest that federal law enforcement had a far greater visibility into the assault on the Capitol, mm. even as it was taking place in real time than was previously known. So they knew it. The FBI handler was texting a member of the so-called Proud Boys, they're America's greatest threat, at the Capitol <laughs> complex. So we called this, and we called it because Revolver.News originally broke it. Darren Beatty runs Revolver.News. He broke this story. He joins us now. Darren, thanks so much for coming on. So before we get to the question of why the New York Times is finally 
verifying what you reported months ago, and I think they denounced you as a conspiracy theorist for doing so. <laughs> Tell us what you think, since you have credibility on this, what the scope of the federal involvement in January 6th was. Well, it's a very good question, and the extent is far more than uh, the feds and the media were willing to admit. The New York Times piece that you mentions, mentioned acknowledges two informants. And, look, the New York Times is not out to do Revolver.News any favors <laughs> or to true. do you any favors. If the New York Times is covering this, it's because the situation is far worse and there will be many more informants coming to light in the near future. Yep. And I think it's very important to point out that this poses a pretty severe strategic dilemma for the feds and their apparatchiks in the regime media. Because you'll recall that Senator Klobuchar, when she posed the question about informants to FBI Director Ray, she did him the courtesy of assuming that there was no visibility into the protest because they had no informants. You see, if they had informants, that would have meant they were informed as to what would transpire. Mm -hmm. And then the question is, why didn't you do anything to stop it? So they and really painted. They so they really painted themselves in a. They really put themselves in a corner here. Again, and that's what happens when you lie on top of lie on top of lie on top of lie. When you're not a truthful person. When you're a godless person. When you hate this country and your your TDS, your Trump derangement syndrome, is so powerful and is overtaking you so much that you make these mistakes. Now here is what the left and the rhinos thought would happen after November third. They thought that we would stop, accept the election results, accept the certification, accept the stolen election, accept this COVID ridiculousness and just wear masks our whole life, um, and, and they thought we would accept January 6th as actually an insurrection. But correct me if I'm wrong, if you're really going to do an insurrection, and that's what you planned on doing, then you would show up with firearms, right? Because we have the Second Amendment in the United States of America. And I will continue to go back to just a couple years ago when Governor Blackface Northam in Virginia was talking about taking everybody's guns and what, a half a million people showed up or a 100,000, whatever it was, showed up and flooded the streets in Virginia. Everyone armed. I mean, there must have been a 100,000 guns down there that day. That is what Americans do when we really get ticked off. That is what Americans do when we really feel threatened. Do you really think that a bunch of people with cameras and flags were causing an insurrection in January 6th? It was all a hoax. It was all a hoax. It was all fake. It was all staged. Just as much as Mr. Booster Seat, Mr. Poop Pants, was sitting in that fake uh, White House the other day getting his fake third shot wearing his fake stupid mask. The reason why they want Donald Trump dead is because we all know now. And they did not want this to happen. They didn't want us all to know. They put themselves in a corner. And now they have, there's no way out. Because to admit that you knew that there was informants in there means that you admit to knowing what was going on and that you let it happen. See what I'm saying? They did not expect us to fight the 2020 election. They did not expect us to fight back on COVID. And they did not expect us to fight back on this ridiculous, crazy hoax of January 6th. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen? We're here. We're not going anywhere. And we're taking over. Piece by piece. Now, here's the next part of this story that I'm not too happy about. And that is um, retired Green Beret Jeremy Brown. 
Now, retired Green Beret Jeremy Brown has been talking about this since January 6th. As a matter of fact, the FBI came to his home. I played it about five months ago on this show where the FBI came to him, his home, just like they did here to my studio, and tried to intimidate him into, I don't know, being a snitch for them, being an informant for them. But in retired Green Beret Jeremy Brown's case, that's exactly what they wanted him to do. After they visited uh, retired Green Beret Jeremy Brown's home, and he recorded the whole thing, I won't play it today, um, you could see they were trying to intimidate him. But after that, they started reaching out to him in order to be an informant for them inside Trump circles. Let me read this for you, and then let me read to you what happened. What actually happened. So first of all, Jeremy Brown is a Green Beret and a former Republican candidate for Congress in Florida's uh, Florida's 14th District. Brown served in the United States Army from 1992 to 2012, 20 years, and reached the rank of Special Special Forces Master Sergeant. Okay? Jeremy also attended the Stop the Steal protest in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. Jeremy joined the Oath Keepers in November and went to Washington, D.C. to provide security at the many protests uh, at at rallies that week. Last March, Jeremy Brown started speaking out about how the Department of Homeland Security and the FBI Joint Terrorism Task Force contacted him in an attempt to recruit him to spy on patriots and everyday Americans. In December, FBI con- agents contacted Jeremy Brown at his home for posting some, some things online. That is what he actually put on, on, on video and released it to the world for the world to see. Okay? Now check this out. Jeremy released an audio recording of his actual meetup with the FBI. Jeremy struggled for months about whether or not to go public with this information, but according to his Facebook page, quote, after listening to politicians and the FBI director, Christopher Wray, tell lie after bald-faced lie to the American people, uh, he could not stay silent any longer. So that's when he came out with what they were trying to do, okay? Um, Jeremy explains in his different video that the FBI called his cell phone and asked for a meeting after trying to contact him at his house. Jeremy then met with FBI agents at a restaurant in Ybor City in December. If you don't know where Ybor City is, it's in Tampa, Florida. Uh, Spent many nights at Ybor City back in my partying days, matter of fact. He told Brandon Gray that 38 seconds into the interview, the FBI attempted to recruit him to spy on the Oath Keepers. Jeremy recorded his interview with the FBI in Florida, and he recorded and released the entire conversation on social media. Um, The FBI is working to infiltrate patriot groups of retired military personnel who take an oath to uphold the United States Constitution. Isn't that amazing? Wouldn't you call that enemies, domestic, uh, domestic enemies, who are literally trying to destroy your life or throw you in prison for taking an oath to uphold the United States Constitution? Apparently the Constitution is bad now, which is why the, the, the Biden administration has labeled, though in, in the archives, has labeled that sensitive material. You see where they're going with this, folks, right? They're trying to destroy our most sacred documents, our most sacred documents, and at the same time trying to destroy society and everything that we're... And, and when we got to just say, okay, we, we get it now. We get it now. This None of this is all conspiracy. We're not stupid. We're not children. We're not conspiracy theorists. We're not wearing tinfoil hats. The proof is in the pudding, and they're putting it right out there for us to see. Okay? Um, 
Anyway, on Thursday, which was yesterday, at 3.45 p.m., the FBI raided Jeremy Brown's home and arrested Jeremy after he told them he did not want any part in being an informant for them. The charge is trespassing that they arrested him on. So they raided his home, the FBI, like they did Roger Stone, all for a misdemeanor charge of trespassing, all because they were mad because he did not work with them as an informant. They were notified uh, this morning by his family and Oath Keeper's attorney. The FBI searched their house, their RV, and their trailer, and then they arrested Jeremy and took him away. So they stormed his house at 3.45 a.m. and arrested him on bogus charges. That's your FBI, folks. That's your alphabet agency. You ask me, one of the, if not the most, highly um, dangerous domestic terrorist group in this country right now with power the department of justice and the fbi those two right there are working in tandem to destroy the constitution to destroy freedom of speech and to come and bother little old me and 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 people like uh, uh uh jeremy brown all because we want to tell the truth but I want to do something real quick. Let me look at the camera. Because we, we know that they watch this show. We know that they monitor everything that I do. We know this already. Let me look you all in the eye right now. You're watching. FBI. DOJ. I will never stop exposing your corruption. I and many others will not be intimidated. I and many others are free Americans. I and many others have freedoms given to us by God, not by you. Your power is given to you by us. And we can take it away at any moment. We will not shut up. We will not be silenced. And there's only one way that's going to happen. Your move. Your move. Absolutely despicable what these alphabet agencies are doing to this country and to the people of this country. They should be ashamed of themselves, and God is reserving a special place in hell for these scumbags who hate this country. Period. Unbelievable. Oh, they make me so sick. They make me so sick. All right, let's shift from the hoaxes. All right, no, we're going to shift from one hoax to another. We're going to go from January 6th to COVID-19 for a minute. Yesterday, I showed you a video of Senator Ron Johnson sticking it to um, the COVID narrative and the vaccine narrative. I hope YouTube's listening to this because they're about to get it. This now is Rand Paul. Rand Paul decided he was going to continue on this uh, trend yesterday to expose this stuff. And I'm so glad that people with platforms far bigger than mine are finally, finally starting to see the light. Rand Paul's been doing it for a while. I'll give him that. But what Rand Paul said to Secretary uh, Becerra yesterday was gold. If you've not seen this gold nugget, ladies and gentlemen, I will happily show you this little gold nugget from Rand Paul yesterday. Israeli study that had uh, 2.5 million patients and found that the vaccinated group was actually seven times more likely to get infected with COVID than the people who had gotten COVID naturally. Senator, I'd have to get back to you on that one. I'm not familiar with that study. Well, you think you might want to be if you're going to travel the country insulting the uh, millions of Americans, including NBA star Jonathan Isaac, who have had COVID, recovered, look at a study with 2.5 million people and say, 
well, you know what? It looks like my immunity is as good as a vaccine or not. In a free country, maybe I ought to be able to make that decision. Instead, you've chosen to travel the country calling people like Jonathan Isaac and others, myself included, flat earthers. We find that very insulting. It goes against the science. Are you a doctor or a medical doctor? I've worked uh, over 30 yeah. years on health so policy. You're, you're not a medical doctor. Do you have a science degree? And yet you travel the country calling people flat earthers who have had COVID, looked at studies of millions of people, and made their own personal decision that their immunity they naturally acquired is sufficient. But you presume somehow to tell over 100 million Americans who have survived COVID that we have no right to determine our own medical care. You alone are on high, and you've made these decisions, a lawyer with no scientific background, no medical degree. This is an arrogance coupled with an authoritarianism that is unseemly and un-American. You, sir, are the one ignoring the science. <laughs> the vast preponderance of scientific studies, dozens and dozens, show robust, long-lasting immunity after COVID infection. Even the CDC does not recommend measles vaccine if you have measles immunity. <laughs> the same was true for smallpox. Yep. But you ignore history and science to shame the flat earthers, as you call them, you should be ashamed of yourself and apologize to the American people for being dishonest about naturally acquired immunity. Amen. You want more people to choose vaccination? So do I. You want to lessen vaccine hesitancy? So do I. You want to have that happen? Do you know what I wouldn't give? What I, what I wouldn't give... To be, it may, and maybe someday I'll run. Maybe when this run, when God says, you know what, you've done all you can, bringing people to truth, now it's time to run for office. Maybe someday I'll get a chance to sit in one of those seats and have my five minutes of my time and do the same thing that Rand Paul, Matt Gates, MTG, uh, Ted Cruz, uh, Jim Jordan. Maybe I'll get that opportunity someday because I would, oh man, oh man, oh man. If I had five minutes with some of these people, oh, 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 I would have the blast. I'd have the, 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 the time of my life. The time of my life. But everything Rand Paul said there was absolutely true. And you have a doctor in Rand Paul, a physician in Rand Paul, talking to somebody who's not a physician, who's not a doctor, and who has zero science degree. He is a lawyer, and he sat there and took it because he didn't know what to say. He had no response that was worth any kind of your, any of your time to listen to because he got destroyed. Rand Paul took him to that woodshed that Biden would love to take Donald J. Trump. So for that, because he did that and because he did it so effectively and so brilliantly, we are going to... Give Rand Paul, Senator Rand Paul, the Smarty Award of the Day here on Friday, October 1st, 2021. And well-deserved, Rand Paul. He's been sticking it to the man for a while. He's been doing really well. And, of course, Becerra just sat there and shut up because he didn't know what else to say. The guy's a moron. He shouldn't be doing what he's doing anyway. All right, let's stay on this topic for a little bit. I know you don't, you're sick and tired of talking about COVID, but I'm going to continue to punch holes through it, YouTube. I'm going to continue to punch holes through it, Dr. Ratface Fauci. By the way, where's he been? Where's Kamala Harris been? Funny we haven't heard from them. Talk about that later. Anyway, I told you for weeks now that we were going to continue to see a major uptick in the trend of vaccinated people being hospitalized. I've probably been the only one saying that. 
I've probably been the only one following these cases of, uh, of, of high hospitalization rates with people who are double vaccinated. We looked at it back when it happened in Massachusetts. We looked back when it happened in California. We looked back when it happened in Italy. We looked back when it happened in uh, Israel, in Ireland, in the UK, in France. And I said, you're going to see more and more of this as people become courageous. As people become courageous enough to report it, you're going to see more and more of this and they're trying to hide it. They're definitely trying to hide it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) you can't hide lies like I've been saying. We're not always right here on Live from America. Not always. But we're definitely right about this. Now, new breaking information, ladies and gentlemen. Breakthrough cases surge as the vaxxed individuals account for 87% of all new COVID hospitalizations in Wales, UK. So, we know we have a wonderful, wonderful family member of ours, uh, Jane, uh, from Advantage Specialties, who makes the You Can't Beat God t-shirts, and she is a native of, um, of England. And I can't wait to talk to her about this. I've had great conversations with her about this. But, ladies and gentlemen, the fact of the matter is, 87% of all COVID hospitalizations in Wales, UK, are double vaxxed and 99% of all those new double vaxxed cases in the UK were under the age of 60. Something's not right here, you guys. Something is not right here. We already know that 80% of Israel's population we're, com- we're, we're completely double vaxxed. And look at the high spikes that they had. Look at the high spikes that they had. Now you would think that wearing masks and lockdowns would drive these numbers down, right? Truth Teller says frontline doctors predicted this would happen. Of course they did. Because they're real doctors. You would think that mm, masks and lockdowns worked, right? Well, we know they didn't work here in America. But let's go to a place... Let's go to another place where they're completely locked down, and that's Australia. We've talked about that for the last couple weeks as well. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Australia is now having similar problems, and they're one of the most locked down countries in the world right now. The New World Order is literally breeding in Australia. Melbourne, Australia, folks, cases hit record high despite two months of severe lockdowns. Despite two months of severe lockdowns, okay? Sydney, September 30th, Melbourne's COVID-19 cases surged to record high levels on Thursday, which was just yesterday, with officials blaming illegal home gatherings to watch key sporting events for the spike as a hard lockdown to combat the spread of the Delta variant. You know what? No, uh, not trying to attack anybody who's, who, who has decided to take this these vaxes for whatever reason you've taken them, whether that you lose your job, whether you thought you it would keep you safe or whatever. But if you ask me from the research that I'm doing and from all the hours and hours and hours of reading and talking and conversations and debates that I'm having with people, if you ask me, the people who are getting the vax are the ones that are responsible for the Delta variant. That's It, it all points back to that. It all points back to that. If you trace back the Delta variant and you trace it back to how many people were double-vaxxed around these countries and around the world, where the, where the Delta variant started overseas in high 
uh, populations of high va highly vaxxed um, percentage people. Folks, it's, it, I mean, I'm just putting two and two together here. Again, I'm not a scientist. So don't listen to me when it comes to either getting it or not. I'm just telling you my opinion based on the research that I'm doing. Again, I'm just a nobody. But check this out. Authorities in Victoria, home to Melbourne, estimated that nearly a third of Thursday's 1,438 new infections could be traced back to home parties last weekend to watch Australians Rules football grand finale on television. Yeah, blame it on that, why don't you? Blame it on that, why don't you? You're still the most locked-down country in the world. Um, and officials admit that Thursday's numbers, a 50% jump to Wednesday's 950 cases, is a major setback, they said, in managing the flare-up as the race to vaccinate the state's 5.5 million adult population. Half of the state's population, above 16%, have received their first dose. Oh, half of the population above 16, excuse me, have received their first dose, below the national average of 53%. Now, outside of that, we already know they're building concentration in COVID camps, for COVID camps, we call them, in Australia, and they're proud of it. We already said and showed you videos where they said Australia is where the new world order is born. The new world order is here. It's here in Australia, okay? We're going to be the new world order. And we're going to lock down everybody? Okay, that's we've, we know that they've been doing that. We also know that they said that the, if, you, if you're caught outside, you're in big trouble. They've been shooting rubber bullets at people. They've been literally opening fire rubber bullets on people. They've been beating people, pepper spraying people. But yet we don't say anything about violation of human rights. No, 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 because it all fits the COVID narrative, folks. Well, <laughs> there is trouble in Aussieville, folks. There is in trouble in Australia. Let's go ahead and play it as Premier premier Gladys, I, I hope I say her name right here, Gladys Berejiklian, Gladys Berejiklian, anyway, New South Wales, New South Wales, premier Gladys Berejiklian has resigned because of corruption. Oh, oh and I bet people in Australia are just so happy about this. I know I would be. Check this out. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm here to make a public statement and won't be taking any questions. I've had to make an extremely difficult decision overnight, but one which I feel obliged to do because of the love and respect I have for the people of New South Wales and the high regard which I have for the Office of Premier. I was advised late yesterday afternoon the Independent Commission Against Corruption will today uh, release a public statement in which it will state it is investigating allegations made about me concerning matters relating to the former member for Wagga Wagga. As it is clear from the ICAC statement, the issues which it is investigating are historic matters that have already been the subject of numerous attacks on me by political opponents in the last 12 months. Many of the matters were the subject of questions I was asked by the opposition while appearing before an estimates committee hearing early this year. I want to be very clear. In all the decisions I have ever made as a minister or as Premier of New South Wales, my first consideration has always been the well-being and welfare of the people of this state. <laughs> I state categorically that I've always acted with the highest level of integrity. History will demonstrate that I've always executed my duties, again, with the highest level of integrity for the benefit of the people of New South Wales, who I have had the privilege to serve. As the leader of the New South Wales Government, I have expected the highest standards of myself and my colleagues. I have made it clear on numerous occasions that if any of my ministers were the subject of allegations being investigated by an integrity agency or law enforcement, then he or she should stand aside during the course of the investigation until their name was cleared. The reason for my stance was not to have made any presumptions as to their conduct, 
but rather to maintain the integrity of the public office which has held, which that person has held whilst an investigation was completed. That same standard must always apply to me also as the Premier. However, standing aside is not an option for me as the Premier of New South Wales. The people of this state need certainty as to who their leader is during the challenging times of the pandemic. I cannot predict how long it will take the ICAC to complete this investigation, let alone deliver a report in circumstances where I was first called to give evidence at a public hearing nearly 12 months ago. Therefore, it pains me to announce that I have no option but to resign from the Office of Premier. My resignation will take effect as soon as the New South Wales Liberal Party can elect a new parliamentary leader. In order to allow the new leader and government a fresh start, I'll also resign from the New South Wales Parliament once I've consulted the Electoral Commission on appropriate timing for a by-election given the COVID restrictions. My resignation as Premier could not occur at a worse time, but the timing is completely outside of my control as the ICAC has chosen to take this action during the most challenging weeks of the most challenging time oh, in no. history. Oh, no. That is the ICAC's prerogative. <laughs> Resigning at this time is against every instinct in my being and something which I do not want to do. I love my job and I love serving the community, but I have been given no option following the statement that's been issued today. To continue as Premier would disrupt the state government during a time when our entire attention should be focused on the challenges confronting New South Actually, the translation of what she's just saying is to stay here in office would actually be really bad for me personally because the walls are closing in. <laughs> you know she was going to get the dumb dumb award of the day. What a dummy. I really like my job. Well, the people of Australia don't like your job. I really hold them close to my hat. <laughs> no, you don't. You hold them close to their houses and lock them up in there. It's been my greatest pleasure. No, it hasn't. It's been the greatest displeasure of the people in Australia. Believe me, plenty of people from Australia watch this show and they tell me this lady is the devil. So, bye, 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 bye. <laughs> Should have played some in sync. I, I need to. Hey, rival design. If you're watching, get <laughs> make me a bye, bye, bye button for people who get uh, resigned or fired. I think we're gonna wear that button out a lot in the next year or so. <laughs> Oh, maybe I had an Australian version of it. Bye, boy, boy. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> oh, many more to follow. Now, let's continue to stay on this for a minute, okay? I told you the military. If you if you read the uh, if you read the beginning of the show in the in the description, I told you that the military is starting to stand up more and more against this ridiculous uh, vaccine mandate. Okay, let me read you this. Senior Army Flight Surgeon. A senior army flight surgeon. She says this. Pilots may die in mid-flight from COVID vaccines. And the Department of Defense has abandoned, has abandoned its um, MRI scan protocol. Okay. Pilots who have been injected with the experimental COVID-19 vaccine may die in mid-flight from the jab's adverse heart effects. Side effects. A senior U.S. Army flight surgeon warns in an affidavit against Biden administration. According to the recent data published by the Center of Disease Control, the development of myocarditis and pericarditis, a rare heart inflammatory condition, is directly correlated to receiving the second COVID-19 vaccination shot. CDC Safety Group Chairwoman Dr. Grace Lee admits, quote, 
Clinical presentation of myocarditis cases following vaccination has been distinct, occurring most often within one week after dose number two, with chest pains as a most common presentation. Not only airmen, excuse me, not only are airmen irrefutably at risk of dying during flight after receiving the COVID mRNA gene therapy injection, Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long contends, but the Department of Defense has abandoned its routine protocol to conduct MRI scans on the pilots following vaccination during the COVID pandemic. Now, why would they do that, folks? Why would they do that? Why would the Department of Defense pull a routine protocol of MRI scans after these pilots have received their shot? Why would they do that? Because they don't want the world to know what the MRI scan is going to show. It's common sense. And they're putting these people behind the flight controls of million dollar uh, airplanes. And who knows what could happen? Who knows what could happen? Without MRI scans used for a diagnosis, detecting disease detection, and treatment monitoring, there is no accurate evaluation of the vaccine's effects on the airmen. Dr. Long, who is responsible for certifying the fitness of 4,000 flight-ready airmen at the 1st Aviation Brigade in Fort Rucker, Alabama, is urging the Biden administration to rescind its mandate requiring vaccinations with BioNTech or mRNA gene therapy. Quote, the majority of young new Army aviators are in their early 20s. We know there is a risk of myocarditis in each of each mRNA vaccination, the colonel states in the affidavit. Also, quote, vaccines produced by Pfizer and Moderna both have been linked to myocarditis, especially in young males between 16 and 24 years of age. This is the woman who's responsible for the health of these 4,000 air-ready service members. And she's a doctor. She's a physician. Wonder when they're going to lock her up and throw their throw her in the big brig right alongside of uh, Colonel Scheller. Science, folks. Ca- um, Calter sixty two says my nephew is in boot camp in the army. He is very healthy. They gave him his second jab, and he's been so sick since. He's eighteen. <clears throat> TM Hoagland says they're hoping they can annihilate more people. Evil, sick. Trinette Mitchell says, "Sad military are the ex- sad military are the experiment." Truth teller seven 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 says, "Fort Hood one death and two injured." Roxanne says, "The vaxxed shedding is worrisome in close quarters, especially planes." And S Wernick says, "Whoa, need to share this with my dad, and he is going through cancer treatments." Well, God bless your father. God bless him while he's going through that. Now, speaking of flights and COVID, uh, 1,000-year-old Diane Feinstein, is that how old she is? She might be 999. Anyway, ancient old uh, Diane Feinstein introduced a bill yesterday that would require proof of COVID passports or a negative test for all domestic flights. We knew that was coming, didn't we? We knew that was coming, folks. 
That's right. 1,000-year-old De Democrat Sen uh, Senator Fe Dianne Feinstein of California, where else, on Thursday introduced a bill to require proof of vaccination or negative COVID tests for domestic flights. The 1,000-year-old senator who has been spotted in airports without a face mask throughout this pandemic introduced the U.S. Air Travel Public Safety Act which would force Americans to show their papers in order to move about the country on, a, on an airplane. Quote, the U.S. Air Travel Public Safety Act would require the Department of Health and Human Services and the Federal Aviation Administration to develop standards for airlines to verify that a person has been vaccinated or test negative for COVID-19, even though we have nothing but false positives everywhere, or has fully recovered from the coronavirus infection to be able to fly. Well, she's admitting that if you fully recovered from the coronavirus infection, then you're good. Because if you're lumped into the same uh, category as people needing to show a vaccine passport or a negative test with somebody who's fully been um, recovered, then Rand, you've just proved Rand Paul right. Thank you, 1,000-year-old ancient one. We appreciate that. But. About your stupid U.S. Air Travel Public Safety Act because you will bankrupt these airlines. You want to see the airlines go bankrupt? Go ahead and put a stupid rule like this in place. She doesn't care. She doesn't care. She's going to be dead any day anyway. You know what I mean? That's not me trying to be mean to her, but be serious. Let's. She's on her way out, folks. But her and Punch Drunk Pelosi, they don't care. They just want to leave the worst for everybody else while they ride off into the sunset eating their $1,000 ice cream and lording over the world from their 1,000-year-old throne. Unbelievable. But, ladies and gentlemen, there is, some, there is a silver lining in all of this, okay? There is a silver lining in every bit of this. And that's for people who don't want to take the vaccine but still want to be protected from COVID-19. And I get that. There's a lot of people out there who feel that way. So for those of you who want to be protected against COVID-19, if you get it, for those of you out there who don't want to take the vaccine for whatever reason, then let me give you a little bit of glimmer of hope. I won't be taking any of this stuff, but you may. Okay? This is the great thing about freedom. And the great thing about life from America is we constantly have disagreements here, but we understand the greater good and we stay together for the greater good of the truth and the gospel, and this show. But we have a new U.S. drug maker on the block, ladies and gentlemen, who says, you know what? We don't want to do vaccines. Let's do a pill in case you do get sick. And what they're finding that this pill can do is actually pretty incredible. Check it out. COVID medication taken in pill form reduces hospitalizations and deaths in patients by half. Now, those results just in this morning have not been peer-reviewed yet, but they are strong enough that Merck says it plans to seek authorization for use from the FDA and the CDC. That is expected to happen soon, and the study's data could actually be in the hands of the FDA within just a matter of days. The drug is called Molnupiravir. It is intended to treat COVID, not prevent it. That is what the vaccines are for. If cleared, though, this would be the first pill to help COVID patients fight the virus. All other COVID-19 therapies right now in the U.S. require an IV or an injection. I just checked here backstage. Merck stock is surging this morning in pre-markets on this news, currently up more than 5%. We'll, of course, get you updates as they continue to come in. See, now that's, that's not bad. That's not bad. And again, 
pharmaceutical companies are pharmaceutical companies. Drugs are drugs. Shots are shots. Pills are pills. None of them are probably good for us. And and, and God, if, if they were, then God would have them growing on trees. You'd have pill trees to go out and pick your pills off of. You'd have vaccine bushes that you can go out and pick your vaccine off of. Okay? But God also gave us science as well. God did give us science, and our lives are prolonged because of that science. So, the company that makes this is called Merck, M-E-R-K, which is kind of scary. Okay? Uh, it's called Merck, and, uh, and they're going to be reaching out and uh, um, submitting a full approval request by the FDA. Here's my prediction. The FDA will shoot them down no matter how good the pill is. The FDA will shoot them down because they want nothing but the vaccine out there. Me, myself, I'll stick with stuff like uh, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. That's where I'll stay. But for those of you who want an alternative, i got to bring you the truth, and that's the truth. So stay on the lookout for that. And Tiff, uh, Tiffany says it's the same as ivermectin. There you go. There you go. It's just another preventative or another therapeutic or another way to present, prevent yourself from catching this if you are afraid of catching it or if you do catch it to help you get better. Okay, so we'll keep an eye on that. We'll keep an eye on that. And now, folks, I got two more stories to go through. You, and these, this is good news. Okay, if you live in Nebraska or Alabama, this is good news. Nebraska, we've, we've been talking about Biden's attempt to try to get the IRS to spy on everybody your money. Now, I did not expect Democrats to push back on that. But when you're talking about banks and institutions and lobbyists and people are trying to sneakily, or sneakily make uh, money and make, make more and more millions, and those people are in bed with the Democrats, it makes sense why some Democrats don't want this to happen. Major financial institutions, over 50 of them, have come out against this. Well, ladies and gentlemen, now Nebraska. Big shout out to Nebraska, huh? They become the first state to refuse to comply with Biden's plan to let the IRS view your bank transactions. Nebraska State Treasurer John Moranti said that he that they will not comply, and if the administration sues, he will take it all the way to the Supreme Court. Morenti, along with the treasurers and auditors for 24 other states, recently sent Joe Biden a letter opposing the proposed plan. Quote, as state treasurer, I have an obligation to safeguard the personal information of hundreds of thousands of these accounts, and it's absolutely wrong to ask American citizens who have even been acute who haven't even been accused of any wrongdoing to turn over their private bank information to the federal government. There's no excuse for it, Moranti said yesterday. Also, quote, this could be this could lead to a tremendous invasion of privacy. Could? It, it automatically does from the very beginning, sir. Um, uh, of the likes of which our country has never seen. Millions of law-abiding Americans would suddenly have their bank accounts um, opened to federal investigators for no more reason than buying a refrigerator. This is simply unconscionable. To make matters worse, under the proposal, saving for college could put an American family on the IRS's radar, not to mention it's a violation of the Fourth Amendment, which is where you would win in Supreme Court. Big shout-out to Nebraska and their state treasurer. Also, if you live in the state of Alabama, you're going to be happy as well. The new Alabama bill grants employers employees excuse me the right to take legal action against their employer if they are harmed by taking the forced mandated vaccine to keep their job that is common sense so instead of suing 
these pharmaceutical companies, people will now be able to sue their employers who decide they want to jump in bed with Joe Biden and do exactly what it says, even though by law they don't have to, you're now going to be on the hook. So the, the, the culpability will go from the Pfizer's, the Moderna's, the Johnson & Johnson's, and the rest of these weirdos, all the way down to the employer. So, play games if you want to in Alabama, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. This is what all red states need to do. Turn the focus back on the employer who is mandating it. Shout out to Alabama. Shout out to Nebraska. God bless you. And we already know that our very own Joe Alba lives in Nebraska from Rival Design. So, awesome, awesome, awesome. Later tonight, folks, we are going to bring on Real America's Voices, Anna Perez. She's going to break down exactly why Don Lemon and and and, and now sexually assaulted, uh, acu accused, um, uh, Chris Cuomo, she's going to break down how they were crying about Real America's Voice yesterday, crying about OAN, how dare these people exist, they're nothing but far-right extremists, and they should be held accountable. CNN is the only place to get your real news. Don't go to these other news stations. She is the producer of The Water Cooler with David Brody. David Brody has interviewed President Trump now... 12, 13 times, five of those, I think, right here on Real America's Voice News. So she is the producer of that show. She fills in for David Brody. She will be guest appearing tonight on Live from America to talk exactly about what she's going through with Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon crying that nobody watches them anymore because they're lying scumbags and everybody hates them. That's going to do it for Live from America, folks. Thank you so very much. Today I'm going down to take pictures right now of the brand new uh, studio and everything that's going on there and writing the final check, ouch, the final check for the contractors to build that room, run the new lighting and all of that. It's going to be exciting. Can't wait to get into the new studio. And big shout out to everybody who's been a part in helping that. All of your Rumble rants, all of your donations, especially the Rumble rants, those have really fast-tracked the studio. So thank you. All right, folks, that's going to do it for Live from America today. Remember, there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there is only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high because you're a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'll see you tonight, 5 p.m. Eastern time for more Live from America. It's Friday, folks. We're going to spend the weekend with our families and we're going to have a great, great, great weekend. Finish this weekend off strong, week strong and then start the next week even stronger. God bless you guys. Please go to JeremyHerald.com. If you're not a monthly donor and you'd like to be to help the cause, please do so. We're looking for 123 more to have a really good, solid uh, monthly donor base so that I can budget ahead and know what we're going to be doing next. Thank you guys all very much. God bless you. God bless your families. And I'll see you later, 5 p.m. for more Live from America. Right.